All right, how are you getting on? Ooh, I'm in a giddy mood. I'm in a giddy mood. Had a bit of coffee there. Uh, Percolators, mount up. So I had a bit of coffee there. Uh, if you must know, I'm drinking it from a French press. I got my coffee ground in a French press. Tell me what you're drinking from my cafeteria. From a cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, I'm looking forward to my dinner today. Uh, anyone else looking forward to the delicious shroves they're having for dinner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, looking forward to our delicious shroves. Guys, what even is a shrove? You know, we celebrate it every year. What the fuck is a fucking shrove? You're here with the Jungle Book crew on spin. It's Mowgli here on the fucking radio here in the Jungle Book crew. We're asking the question, what even is a shrove? Bridge, do you know what a shrove is? We celebrate it every year. Oh, and every time you say shrove, I just think of cloves. I think of putting cloves in an orange. What the fuck's a clove? You put it in an orange, make the room smell nice. You know you eat oranges, you stupid bitch. Right, we got Dr. Heidi Murta here from UCD. Heidi, what the fuck's a shrove, Dr. Murta? Well, a shrove actually comes from the word shrive, meaning uh, to absolution from sin. What the, why the fuck are we eating pancakes for? Get this fucking bitch off the line. This is the Jungle Bunch crew on spin. Oh, this is Doji Cat. Oh, Oh, we're going to be talking about it all. We're going to be talking about Shroves. We're going to be talking about Shrives. We're going to have fucking leave Schreiber uh, on the blower later. He played Sabretooth and X-Men Origins Wolverine. He was in Ray Donovan as well, I think, is the name of the show. <laughs> no, hang on. I take a fucking breather for a second. I cannot maintain this pace. I can't. I can't. I'm getting I'm not too old, but anyway. Um, although, having said that, I'd say I'm getting old. I acted like a man this morning. I actually acted kind of inhabited what a man might say in terms of small talk. I was chatting to the lad in the shop. Hey, uh, what are you bloody giving up for Lent? You know? And I kind of said it like, I kind of said it where, and I didn't, I didn't obviously say this, but I kind of lent in kind of, you know, with my kind of, with my eyes to, to kind of be like, what are you giving up for Lent? And in the rest of my head saying, being a fucking bollocks, you know? But I don't know him that well, so I didn't kind of fully commit to being a man and bawdy and that sort of thing. So I was like, what are you giving up for Lent? And then he goes, he kind of got the kind of, you know, pass the ball kind of, you know, uh, improv vibe of this whole thing. And he said, do you know, Tony, I'm thinking of giving up uh, going to the pub for Lent. And um, and I was immediately like, fuck, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Um, he's obviously having some fucking, you know, life is beautiful. I don't know if you've seen that film where they pretend like the war isn't on to protect the kids from the truth. He's obviously got a few of his friends you know, hiding his news from him, building a sheep, she being likely in the back garden. Uh, he doesn't know. And I was like, fuck, this guy doesn't know. It could kill him if I tell him. So I was like, ah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, and I said, I still go to the pub. I said, just to be, just to kind of say to him, just to kind of be like, I, just so he didn't feel like I, you know, that I didn't want to reveal the truth. So I wanted just to play up to this fantasy he's living in. And I said, I go to the pub. And then he just kind of looked like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I think I'd already said too much. So I had to leave. I left without paying for anything, you know. You just have to do that sometimes. Um, no, but what are you giving up for Lent, guys? What are you giving up being a fucking cheeky bollocks? <laughs> what are you giving up for Lent, you know? Uh, although, I have to say, here's a bit of a... Well, I, uh, the idea of Lent... Here's a bit of standard for you. What's the deal with Lent? Um, have we not already... Have, have Has a year of sacrifice not been enough? <laughs> And I start tiddling someone in the front row. Like, stop! You're not allowed to touch me. You know? I know gigs are back, but you're not allowed to touch me. That's why I'm sitting fucking five seats away from the person next to me. Who are you tiddling me for? You're not even wearing a mask. You know? Under your arms. Under your chin. Tiddle it from a comedian. But you're not supposed to do that. No, what was I saying? What was I saying? Um... Yeah, do you know what as well? I'll tell you, ca cash these in, right? You don't have to say it to them when they say it, but what you're going to see as well, like every year, you know, what you get, what you're giving up for Lent, and then someone just staring off into space, 
staring at what, what are you getting up for lunch? Do you know what I'm actually thinking this year? Do you know how you, know, you can see it coming? Do you know what I'm thinking? I think I might actually get, I think I might actually start doing something for Lent. I think I might start actually adopting a new positive habit, you know. And you're like, Pff, like they expect you just to be like, what did you say? I do not understand the original words that just come out of your mouth. Here, fucking, wait till you hear what John, John, say what you said. I was just saying there, I think I might actually gain something for Lent. I might start doing something healthy, you know, for Lent. Rather than cutting something out, fucking legend, you know. But uh, don't worry, I'm going to be giving you some serious Lenten tips coming up later. I went on a young Catholic boys website. <laughs> it was, um, it's not a crispy chicken kind of thing or anything like that. It's, 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 a, it's, a, um, it's like, uh, you know, just uh, tips for how to be a better Christian, a young, a, a young Christian boy, whatever. They're young. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't, there was no, there was no thumbnails or anything. It was just text. You know, and it wasn't like fiction. I'm, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. It has had a list of things, um, Lenten things that, you know, young fellas should. So that's coming up later. I'm going to look, I'm fucking, this is, you want to talk about the fucking jungle bunch? This is probably the podcast that is most going to be like morning uh, radio because um, I've done a bit of research. I'm coming up on this pod, I'm going to be telling you some weird traditions that you get with your shrove. Tuesday. what even is a shrove? Uh, I'm going to be telling you what a fucking shrove is. Um, I'm going to be telling you, um, as well, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, pancakes. We'll have a pancake competition later on. It's going to be a pancake competition later on. It's going to be the battle of the... F- it's going to be Flip Stack Slam! Flip Stack Slam! <laughs> uh, I just thought, no, the, the battle of the pancakes. At least for this year. Look, things could change later on. Where I'm looking at the top pancake toppings. Realistic ones. Someone was like fucking golden syrup. Alright, you're alright. Lord and fucking lady with your fucking golden syrup. Talking, I'm from Carlo. Hey, I'm from Carlo in Ireland, and I'm technically Irish. Give me a fucking golden syrup. No, give me that shit. Tell you what, you can fucking once you fucking take the soup and pour it all over your fucking pancake as well, eating a fucking golden syrup, you messing. Maybe I just didn't have it. I don't know if it's in um, a West Brit thing. Anyway, before we get on to that, let me tell you about this week's sponsor and an ongoing sponsor here on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. Let me tell you about the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. They are a fine brand, a fine group of people with no skeletons in their closet and they're based, I don't know why I keep saying that, in the heart of the liberties here in Dublin. And remember last week I was telling you about how exciting it is that in the last like 15 years there have been a lot more distilleries and craft brewing companies that have kind of opened up and they've totally turned the drinks industry on its head here in Ireland. And I think it's great because they're breaking convention and they're trying new things and a perfect example of that is the Dubliners new beer cask range of whiskies, right? So what they've done is they've teamed up with Rascals um, uh, Brewing Company um, and what they're doing now is they're kind of putting the Dubliner Irish whiskey in the casks. Remember I was saying that? You know the way they have the standard barrel that's kind of finished in these bourbon, uh, the standard whiskey that's finished in these bourbon barrels give it the kind of sweetness? They've done the same thing with um, kind of craft beer barrels. And in this case, with Rascals Craft Brewing Company's um, coffee stout. So you're getting a nice kind of accessible, tasty Dubliner Irish whiskey, but also finished with kind of um, aromas of strawberry shortcake and rich tea biscuits and that kind of royal icing. A bit sweet. And a bit nice and a bit tasty. And there's only 600 of them. And I highly recommend you check it out. And it's just lovely to see the kind of combinations of these worlds turning the big, massive 
goliaths of the industry on its head. It's a very exciting thing. And the Dubliner um, are a fine brand, as I say. And they've also been very generous to me and you in that they are giving 10% off their full range of whiskies. If you go on the DLD.com and type in the code SECRET eater uh, there'll be more chat on that when we talk about lent later on in the episode but type in secret eater you can get 10 percent off and you know what i don't have recipe for it but i'm pretty sure i've seen whiskey mixed with maple syrup on a pancake so fucking have a bit of whiskey on a pancake i'm not directly recommending you do that let me just tell you that i have seen recipes online with irish whiskey and maple syrup go have a little google i should have done that that would have been hey Dubliner, that would have been good for me to do if I had a little recipe for you. But look, I don't know if I should be directly recommending that you eat Dubliner Irish Whiskey, but there are recipes out there. Thank you very much to Dubliner Irish Whiskey. The DLD.com is the website. Secret Eater is the code to get 10% off. And thank you very much. Now, let's get on to it. Pancakes, the Flip Stack Slam Challenge. I don't know what the name of it is, but this is Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. Ah, lovely stuff there, lovely stuff. Um, bloody fucking, anyway. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking about, look, I'm talking about pancakes. I mean, I look, I, what else is there? Do you know what I mean? Don't be, I'm talking, I'm, I, and literally, not only am I talking about pancakes, you want to talk about Pancake Tuesday? Hey, eggs and flour, move over in that bowl, because I'm milking it. I'm milking the topic, and I'm putting milk in a bowl to make battered pancakes. But anyway, I'm just scratching my nose there, listen. I suppose where should I start with pancakes? Look, the traditional pancake for me is, um, you know, it's a crap. Look, guys, call a fucking spade a spade. Call a crap a crap. My ma is a master making a nice flat pancake, a bit of sugar, uh, and a bit of, and a bit of lemon juice, or as my granddad would call it, jip. Put a bit of jip in the pancake there. Will you put a bit of jip in the pancake? Oh, after putting too much jip in the pancake, I have to put a bit more sugar on it. <laughs> um, he used to call it jip, as everyone did. But look, you got to call a spade a spade. It is a crep. You are, you think, you, hey, you're my fucking French. You're fucking bloody fucking die on the Champs-Élysées with your crep. Because that's what you're having. It's not a pancake. Um, and I even remember when that place Lemon opened up on South William Street and everyone was like, oh my God, laddie, dad, look at this. We're like fucking Europe here. We're having a little crepe folding a little triangle, a bit of Nutella on it. Oh my God, I'm like something of a kinder ad. Someone's overdubbing me. Uh, some some lad's overdubbing me in German because I'm like a little kinder ad. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean? Having a crepe. I remember I once uh, was walking by, I used to do, um, I went to art school reach and then during certain transition year, there was home ec and that was done in the Dominican, Dominican college. And we used to go into Dominicans, which is the girls school up the road um, and do home ec there, which essentially they taught us how to make a fry and little pizza bagels and stuff like that. And you had to bring an apron. So I remember coming back from a no uniform day and having my green apron and it was the same looking apron as they had in Lemon on South William Street when they were serving people. So I, <laughs> I put it on. And I went up to people and I was just like, how's your food? Is it good? Good. And then I started taking orders on like bits of paper. And then I just start like um, tearing up the paper. Oh, yeah, you have a lemon crepe. Bit of Nutella. Just maintaining eye contact. Oh, well, you're going to have just a bit of lemon. Um, yeah, a bit of, a bit of sugar, is it? And then just crumpling it up. And just dropping it. Oops. Oops. Butterfingers. <laughs> and then, like any good exit of an improv scene, I just, you know, threw the apron in the ground and ran up the road screaming. Like, ah, you know, uh, quality improv. Um, but um, but look, a crepe's a crepe. That's what you're having. But look, let's get into it. Let's get into um, what, a, what, a fucking, what a fucking Shrove is. Um, Leif Schreiber. 
So what is Shrove Tuesday? I'm pinching all of this from the RTE. This is all in the RTE. I've done my research, which is I've taken it directly from the RTE website. So if you want to um, read that um, better, uh, you can read it there. Um, Pancake Tuesday, formerly known as Shrove Tuesday. Formerly known as Shrove Tuesday. Then why did everyone see... Why am I still known as Shroves? Anyway, apparently the word Shrove comes from the word Shrive, meaning to present oneself for confession, penance, and absolution. So what? So did someone? This is this is. Oh, that just comes from. Like, how does something come from something else? Do you know what I mean? Someone made a mistake, and we're now admitting that it's like, it's like when everyone was calling him Bon Iver. Do you know what I mean? And now, uh, and then he appears on Jules Holland, and he's like Bon Iver, and now everyone's like, "Oh, Bon Iver." And I'm like last week, you were saying Bon Iver. At least acknowledge the fact that you were saying Bon Iver. I'm talking about the artist Bon Iver. <laughs> so what? Someone said Shrove one time, and they made a mistake, but yet they still are like, "Oh, it just come." Oh, I just say it different. This is exactly like when I work with that one called Mile. Forget the Bon Iver example, right? This is exactly like when I worked in the office with a Swedish girl called Mile, right? And I was like, oh, how are you doing, Millie? And she goes, no, it's Mille. And I'm like, I've already talked about this in the pod. And I'm like, no, that's just how I say it. I said it like Millie. In the same way you say Bonnie. You know, I'm not like Tony. You know what I mean? So anyway, look, Pancake Tuesday. What's, what's the story with this? Where am I getting this from the RT? Okay, Shrove Tuesday is um, the last day before Lent. A period of 40 days where Christians, of course, give up fasting. We'll talk about Lent in a, in a second. We're going to talk about some Lenten vows that you can take. I'm going to tell you about my Lenten vows. Um, and it's followed by Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent where Christians traditionally fast, right? So why do we eat pancakes? Um, families would traditionally prepare uh, to fast by using up all the ingredients in their kitchen and they'd usually consist of eggs, milk and flour, everything you need to make a good pancake. And actually, I looked up as well, a lot of people would give up eggs for, for Lent. Look, I'll be honest, I, I knew about I knew about Pancake Tuesday. Obviously, I knew it came before Ash Wednesday and Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent. I knew all that. I also had kind of heard that Mardi Gras is similar to the whole thing. It's like Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, where you get all fat. But I kind of thought the pancakes came in the same tradition from, like, the bread. I thought, I kind of, I'm going to be perfectly honest here, I kind of thought that what we were making was a big body of Christ. I'm not going to lie. I thought when we were making a crepe, you're kind of making a bigger, unleavened bread, like holding up a big crepe, you know, the body of Christ, you know, but a big round. But that's that's not, that can't be true. <laughs> that's not true. It's very dumb, actually, that I thought that. Uh, no, it actually com- comes from eating all the things and filling up on all. And they are very filling. Look, pancakes are very filling. Okay, so let's get into some weird pancake traditions. Okay, this is again from the RTE. So the day before Lent uh, begins in the most significant of all cultures. Um, blah, shut up. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, blah, 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 blah. Um, so as was the case with most Irish customs, some rituals involved, this is where it gets really interesting, marriage divination could also take place on the night of Shrove Tuesday. So there's a lot of strong marriage customs around Shrove, Shrove Tuesday because apparently it evolved from the fact that weddings could not take place during the Lenten season. So for those 40 days, weddings couldn't take place so that if you weren't married by that time, if you were single, you were kind of goaded to marry before the days that you couldn't marry. So the tradition was um, that Roman Catholics didn't get married during fasting days, Lent or Advent. Um, so this became a, tide where a time when additional pressure was ramped up on singletons. It was seen as a type of disregard of social duty to not get married, and single people in Ireland were regarded as having a lesser than social status. Now, l- I'm going to list off the amount that 
the donkey's abuse that single people were getting for not being married over Lent, right? So one thing was, right, um, Shrove Tuesday became known as Skellig Night in parts of the south in Cork and Kerry. So after sunset, noisy crowds went onto the streets of towns in the region and Skellig Night procession was all about loudly slagging off the still single people, telling them to go to the Skelligs because the Skelligs, the islands off the coast of Kerry, um, were apparently, they said, still run under the old calendar. So Ash Wednesday wouldn't begin for another day. So they'd have to go there to marry. So we're like, fucking alone I'm Michael fuck off to the skelly yeah. like a desperately sorry lonely man being told to fuck off to a different island uh, on, Ske- on Skellignite um, not to be confused with stalactites stalactites hang down like titties stalagmites like the mighty cock uh, come up from the ground uh, so you remember um, so sometimes people in disguise would call to the homes of a single person and try to Forced them onto the streets to be jeered, um, making it as much of a din as possible. So imagine that some lad dressed up in like a Mac, like his fucking inspector gadget with a hat down. Or maybe even a full mask, like the Purge. It's the Purge, but the only thing you're doing is like, ah, on your own, on your own, on your own. <laughs> Fuck up to the Skelligs. Um... So throughout the 19th century, satirical ballads celebrating the trip to the Skelligs were composed and sold as broadsides. I think that's little bits of paper. Um, In the North Munster Antiquarian Journal, um, what became known as the Skellig Lists were printed and displayed publicly, listing those about to go on a grand sea excursion to the islands. This is just unrelenting. (laughs) So this would include the names of real people and often veered into very offensive territory. Um... This was all to be regarded as a harmless joke, of course, but it, of course, couldn't have been too nice if you were on the Skellig list. Okay, so you basically Skellig night. Everyone on the street, Skellig night, Skellig night. Everyone's probably in costume, in disguise, right? Literally knocking in on doors to reef people out of their doors to point and laugh. Say, on your own, on your own, on your own. Fuck off. Why don't you get fucking marry Luke Skywalker or a fucking porg, you lonely bastard? Um, this is not for it. So, um, so the Sunday following Shrove Tuesday... Um, was known as Chalk Sunday, right? So sorry, also, this Chalk Sunday, um, this was when they printed. So this is the order, right? You've got Shrove Tuesday. You're, because you haven't got married before, <laughs> because you haven't got married before Ash Wednesday, you're reefed out of your house. People pointing and laughing at you, right? People in disguise. Potentially, you live alone. You're already scared. Then this fucking purge lad shows up. Reefs you out of your gaff. Everyone's pointing at you, laughing at you. They say, fuck off to the Skelligs. They print your name in the newspaper that Sunday, saying you're going on a fantastic voyage. You read the newspaper. You can't even escape it in your own home. You've boarded up the door, and you just get the newspaper being like, lonely cunt Tony Cantwell is going to the Skelligs. Um, but then also on Chalk Sunday, they would uh, unmarried people had chalk X's and other emblems drawn on their back. This often took place on the way to and from the church. And I'm sure they were booting up the arse. I'm sure they were booting people up the arse as well. Young women and men were let off in the chalk mark, um, but chronic bachelors and spinsters were especially targeted. Some were even daubed with rattle. This is a substance used to mark sheep. (laughs) Really hard to clean off. You were fucking rattled. So, and also they had other pranks played on them. Gates were removed from their gateposts of a single person. Uh, and graffiti was daubed on the gate, gate post. Um, there's a story of one group of pranksters who went to the trouble of creating an effigy dressed in woman's clothes and leaving it in the front of a bachelor's house to jokingly provide him with a wife. This poor man. He can't even... 
he can't even lock his gates now. They've taken his gates and they've replaced it with a sexy woman. I'm assuming she's very sexy, made of straw. And now they're like, either fuck off to the Skelligs or ride the Scarecrow. <laughs> like, there's only, what do you want? We've already printed your name in the paper. You're you're literally, you look like you look like a, a knots and crosses. You, you literally look like a, a, a school playground. You're covered in X's, right? Either have sex with this straw dummy or fuck off with Mark Hamill to the Skelligs. Like, there's two options that you have there. So, in some parts of the day, it was also known as Puss Sunday. Um, um, oh, actually, because Puss, the Irish word for scowl. Because anyone without a partner was said to be wearing a scowl reflecting their constant unhappiness at their unmarried state. Oh, my God, it doesn't stop there. Salt Monday. <laughs> There's another day. Salt Monday, right? The torture of the unattached did not end there. Salt Monday was observed in some parts of the country where the condiment was freely thrown on single people to preserve them for another year. So literally, okay, all your mates are married, right? And you're dreading it. You don't want to be alone. You don't want to be alone. If you can't get a girl, but your best friend can, it's time to move your body. You're moving your body. It's still somehow not working, right? Shrove Tuesday comes along. You're like, right, at least I have my pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At least I have my pancakes. You can't take away my pancakes. It's fine. I'm just going to fill up on pa- pancakes. I'm just going to read the paper. I'm going to forget about it. Some lad in costume knocks on your door. Da, 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 da. You're kind of hearing it's a bit body outside. Some da, da, da. What is it? You're literally so full. You know that's so full where like you feel like your eyes are sweating? And you're like, oh, you answer the door. Some lad reefs you out into the street. And there's a big procession forcing you to march. And they're marching you down to the coast to try and get you onto an island. <laughs> Say, on your own, on your own, on your own. And you're already feeling a bit overweight because you've had so many pancakes. They're saying, fuck off to the Skellies now, right? Somehow you're able to get away from them. You're like, right, I'm not leaving for the rest of Lent. This is not, I'm not leaving this gaff for the rest of Lent. It's been almost a week, right? It's been almost a week. It's Sunday, right? You're thinking, all right, I've stayed indoor. All week, right? There's been Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's now Sunday. Surely they've forgotten about this whole kind of skeleton thing. I'm sure they've bigger fish to fry. I'm just going to go to church. I'm just going to get the paper. I'm going to go home. You literally leave the gaff and your gates are gone. And it's been replaced with a straw woman. And there's a sign saying, ride this. (laughs) Ride this woman, right? You walk past it. People start shouting, the puss on you, look at the puss on you, puss on you, on your own, on your own. People keep drawing X's on you. Honestly, you're just being, you look like a chalkboard, right? <laughs> People are throwing fucking paint on you down the street. You're just trying to go to the church. And then you're like, all right, you forget, it. I'm not going to church. You grab the paper, you read it on the front page of the paper, your name about how you're going off of a fantastic voyage to Lonesville because you're a fucking loner, on your, you're a lone loser going off to the Skelligs. That Monday, you try and put the gates back on your Gavin the Govery insult. <laughs> like the name, like the, these days may as well be called, you know, Bully Tuesdays, Wedgie fucking Wednesday, you know, um, throw stuff at John's loner ahead Thursday, <laughs> you know, fuck off to the Skellix Friday, you know. So look, um, there are just maybe some traditions to introduce. You know, I'm all about reintroducing old Irish traditions. Um, so certainly, uh, beware a bachelor if you're uh, one of my one of my. Uh, pa- that's awful, isn't that? That's awful. You know, well, that's just something. You know, maybe 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 hey, maybe be kinder to people who are single during Lent, considering what they've had to go through. Fuck off to the skeletons, you pussy. Um, look, speaking of Lent, let me tell you what I'm giving up for Lent. And you know the the Dublin Irish whiskey have certainly look it's 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 become mainstream now. I'm I'm knocking the secret eating on the head. Okay, right. Uh, look, sorry, I'm going to calm down for a second. Look, 
my rule was always as when it stops becoming a secret from you you have to, when the fun stops stop okay and when it stops when it starts becoming a secret to you right if it's a secret to me and i'm just you know oh you don't know really you know maybe you know how to like you know got mcdonald's breakfast you know no one knows little secret me and my me and my secret you know family you know my side my side my side bitch you know <laughs> i can say that i'm not saying a drug i'm talking about food here so it's not drug right then that's fun but when I found myself and I was getting the coffee and I just and I and I and I got an apple latisse, <laughs> I got an apple latisse and I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even will I get a cheeky little apple latisse with my coffee, right? And I'd already had lunch. And pastries, pastries is this new thing for me, right? It was crisps before then, and I could manage. I knew what I knew when the time was for crisps. But now I'm now I'm habit stacking baked goods atop getting the coffee. And I'm no longer just getting Americanos, I'm getting lattes, right? I used to always get Americanos and I used to be laughing my ass off thinking that I'm fucking burning calories drinking this thing because it's zero, like one calorie in it. Now I'm getting lattes all the time and a baked good. And it's compounded in a level, you know. So look, long story short, when the fun stops, stop. And when it starts becoming a secret to yourself and it's no longer. So I'm just going to knock on the head for Lent, right? But my rule is I'm still going to have some snacks, right? Because what fucking else do we have, right? I'm still going to be having some snacks, um, but I'm only going to enjoy them um, with Terry. So I'm sorry, Terry. I'm going to be coming here like bloody Willy Wanker rolling out the bloody red carpet. You got to eat all the snacks with me because um, I can't be trusted on my own. Um, so that's what I'm doing. But if you are stumped for some ideas, because look, I, in all seriousness, I do. I kind of I, I like the idea of Lent. I, I do think that there is a spiritual um there's something spiritual in giving something up. I'm not talking about trying to replicate Jesus going into the desert for 40 days. I'm not talking about directly doing that. But in all different religions, there's an idea of fasting, of giving up something. And you know it yourself. You know it yourself that when you're not snacking and you eat your dinner, you prefer it more. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's way better examples. You haven't had a wank in a week and you have a ride. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying that there's things that you sacrifice that you appreciate, the finer things. It helps you to be more present in the thing that you're enjoying. You know what I mean? So I do understand that. I'm not necessarily recommending that you do it for Christ. But if you were looking to do it for Christ, um, here are some tips from lifeteen.com. Six creative ideas on what to give up for Lent. So if you're stumped, here are some um, here's some ideas. Are you looking to give someone up for Lent, man? We asked Lifeteen missionaries and our friends on Facebook, this article was written in 2021, <laughs> for cool stuff that they've done in the past. And this is what they shared. Okay, so number one is Paul. Paul's a, t- uh, a life teen missionary. Hey, I'm Paul. I'm a life teen missionary. How you doing? This year, I'm giving up shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm giving up shoes as often as possible. I'll still, like, wear shoes if I'm doing a work project or if I have to fly on a plane. <laughs> if I have to fly on a plane. Sir, wear your shoes. I'm doing it for Christ, but I'm going to avoid going to places that require shoes, says Paul. Um, Paul, I do not think that this is a sacrifice for you. You strike me as someone who does not like wearing shoes. You, um, I mean, if anything, if you're going to avoid going to places that require shoes, I think you should be going to places that require shoes and not wearing shoes. I think you should be going to like, you know, places that you need to, like a dirty, like a dirty bin, uh, like a, like a, a waste management facility and not wear shoes. That's gross. You should have to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh you know, a baked bean factory and not wear shoes. I think you should be going to uh, a hot coal flooring company and not wearing shoes. You know what I mean? That's a sacrifice. 
I mean, I don't like wearing trousers. That is not a sad. I can't be saying I'm giving up trousers. I don't like wearing trousers. I know that's a benefit to me is not wearing trousers. On Saturday and Sunday, Terry would be fucking red in the face trying to tell me to wear trousers. Do you know what I mean? I'm not wearing... Tr- I'm not fuck with even on Valentine's Day. We had a nice little date. I was wearing a lovely crisp white shirt, nice starchy cuff and collar, looking good. She was looking fab. I was not wearing any trousers, but we were at the table. Do you know what I mean? So, you, the, I, you know, I would rethink your motivation, especially if you're doing it for our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, here comes Matt. So he talks about a previous Lent that he did. I gave up spoons and forks, man. <laughs> I learned how to use chopsticks. It was kind of funny for my friends. I uh, made it easy to talk about Lent in a cool way. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Be, I, I, I hate being pessimistic or I hate um, being cynical. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we laughed a lot, man. Man, I didn't have any spoons and forks. I was eating these fucking stupid, stupid uh, chopsticks, man. Um, hey, what are you do- Hey, bro, what are you doing there? Oh, oh, me eating this soup with a stick? Do you know about Jesus, man? <laughs> Do you know about Christ, bro? I, I'm so glad you asked me that, man. I'm, I'm going full into fucking, I don't know, Jed Patterson or Rumpel Foreskin. They're, they're kind of the same person, if I really think about it. Um, hey, man. Hey, bro, what are you doing there, man? Oh, what, you mean eating <laughs> eating this soup with a stick? Let me tell you about the sacrifice our Lord Jesus Christ made in the desert, man. This is cool. <laughs> um, give it up spoons and forks. That's fun. You know what I mean? That's fun. I like it. Using chopsticks, you know? I mean, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of acting like like Asian people don't know any better. That's the vibe I'm getting off you. You fucking, I don't know you, Matt, but if I had to draw you, you would have a blonde, coiffed hair, blue eyes, a big, wide David Coulthard chin that looked like you could fucking take a bite out of America. Um, and I don't think you respect Asian culture enough. <laughs> That's just a bit of a, a leap. Um, okay, um, Erica says, I fasted for all of Lent one year. Whoa. One meal a day, actually. So that's... And who knows what she was eating. One meal a day really brings souls to Jesus, she says. Especially my own, exclamation mark. Erica, you're, you are a liar. You have not fasted. Um, and who knows what you're eating? You know what I mean? I'm only going to eat one thing a day. Right, it's a bloody chocolate cake, you know? Or it's a, a one one meal a day as well. You could be having a fucking, you know, a KFC bargain bucket, you know, or a family bucket. Um, which sounds unreal. I'm doing this. <laughs> that sounds class. All right, next up, Patty. One year for Lent, I wrote a letter each day. I made a list of 40 people who have touched my life in one way or another, and each day of Lent, I wrote a person on the list, a letter, and thanked them for what they taught me. Um... And I prayed for that person. It was a wonderful experience. Patty, I love that. I'm, I'm down to clown. I'm not even going to clown on that, but I'm down to clown with that. I think that's a lovely idea. Um, you're just like, like maybe it doesn't have to be that. Maybe it can just be like a text someone I've even spoken to in a while. 40. I mean, you would really, you know, you'd really have to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 40 people I want to start big chat with. You know what I mean? But um, not a bad shout for just texting someone different every day. Um, and you know what I find is a great way to get back in touch with someone? Not necessarily because you get a message off someone that's like, hey, what have you been up to? And you're like, oh, I can't fucking know, you know where to begin with that shit. You know what I mean? I don't even know where to be chatting to you about that sort of stuff. But if it was something like, hey, this is what I'm doing, that's what my, some of, and that's not even the thing I learned. Some of my best friends who I haven't been chatting to in a while might send me a voice message and it's three minutes of them telling me what they've been up to, which is great because it kind of takes the focus off. And they're like, this is what I've been up to. And you're like, great, because I did want to know that. And now 
you know, I can just kind of mimic the 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 beats of what your chat was because sometimes you get out of chat or out of out of um out of habit with that sort of chat. I think that's a wonderful idea, Patty. Patty, so far number one, it's it goes uh, messaging someone each day uh, is number one. Eating KFC every single day, or at least I think that's what Eric is doing. Um, eating soup with a stick and not wearing any shoes. That's fucking some banging ideas here from the from the the Teen Life crew. Um, Brandon says. One year I gave up my bed. <laughs> I slept outside in a tent, and I leave in Canada. It was fucking freezing. He doesn't say that. He said it was below freezing. Um, I even kept a blog about it. Another year I made a few shirts out of burlap, and I wore one under my regular clothes for all of Lent. Both were hard, but really helped me those years. So this is a, this is probably the, the closest thing to an actual sacrifice. You know, that kind of discomfort. You know, it's like, um, you know, kind of getting the old nine tails on your back like Paul Bettany. <laughs> In uh, Da Vinci Code, which I love. I think Da Vinci Code is great. I think it's great. It's a romp, and I'm here for it. You know, people can say whatever they want about Dan Brown. I think he makes some fucking good books. And I like chapters that are only two pages long. Make me feel like a smart man. Um, and I don't even I don't even read, in quotation marks, those books. I read them. And I'm like, in the quotation means I listen to audiobooks a lot of the time and say that it's reading. Anyway, um, Brandon, you're a tough nut. I wouldn't want to live with you. I wouldn't want to know you personally. I reckon you'd be an absolute wrecked ahead, but that is impressive that you wore burlap uh, under your shirts. I mean, that's also like, I would have to, I mean, if I was doing that, I'd be like, I'd have to be wearing it outside. I'd have to be like, can everyone please look at my sack? Can everyone please look at my burlap sack? Look at me. I'm Fred Flintstone. Look at the sacrifice I'm making for God. Oh, this whole burlap sack? Oh, it's for Lent because I'm a Christian. I also sleep in a, uh, a tent, you know? Very subtle. I don't understand why you would do something to not get attention for it. So you, you you messed up my mind here, Brandon. Um, all right, last one here from Tony. Hey, Tony. Um, he said, I adopted a priest in Chile. Uh, I offer daily prayers and sacrifices for Father Juan Nunez. <laughs> what? You can't see. There's there's elements of I adopted a priest in Chile. Like, yeah, there's a level of like, I'm here. I'm kind of like God. And I use the silly fucking, um, you know, pleb sticks to try and eat when I know spoons exist. And similarly, I adopted another fully grown man and I pray for him, the poor guy in Chile. I don't I don't like the smarm of this. I guarantee you, Father Juan Nunez is closer to God than you'll ever be. And I reckon he's a much happier man than you, Tony. Is that his real name? Um, so there's a couple of ideas um, if you would like to, you know, if you want to stop wearing shoes, um, as long as it's for the right reasons, go to places that require you to wear shoes like a baked bean factory. Spoons and forks instead of chopsticks, as long as you're not making fun of the Asians. Um, eat a KFC bucket every day. It's only one meal. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to write in the text to people. I don't know if I'll do it. 40 is a lot of people. Uh, I reckon by day 31, you know, if you're getting a text, if you're getting a, an e- <laughs> if you're getting a text off me in 31 days time right so what would that be that would be it's it'll be the 16th of feb when this when this goes out so if you're getting a message from me on march 20th then you know hey haven't chatted you in a while then you're my 40th favorite person right um just put that out there. I'm probably going to forget that I said that, but just put that out there. If you're, you know, if you're not getting a message off me, I'm either not doing it or you're not in my MySpace top eight. Um, so, um, right, let's get into the pancake toppings. Look, I told you we got a fucking lot of shit to talk about here on this pod, and I'm absolutely steamrolling through it. So let's do it. Uh, pancake toppings. Here we go. 
the uh, participants of this are, and this is in ranked order of popularity. So what you're going to have here, as is the tradition in a Tony Cantwell shit show tournament, you are going to have the top seeded um, uh, participants against some of the lower seeds. This is just the way we do things to shake things up so that you're not having some of the two best combatants knock each other out early on in the round. So you have, in, in order of popularity, this goes by... Um, but independent. I looked at a UK one because I couldn't see one in Ireland. I couldn't be fucked looking for one, right? So we have lemon and sugar, number one, even in the UK. Number two, maple syrup, then Nutella, honey, jam, banana, bacon, strawberries, blueberries, ice cream, cheese, salmon and cream cheese is the last option. That's 12 combatants in this competition. Now, listen, I was saying this to my wife and Terry was like, look, why can't you have loads? Why can't you have banana and, you know, maple syrup or maple syrup and, you know, uh, bacon or, you know, Nutella and jam or whatever. We are not doing it that way because, I, I sh- you know, there's too many different combinations. Ideally, I would look for, you know, like when my, when my wife makes pancakes anyway, she makes banana pancakes and kind of like mashed up banana with the flour. It's light. It's fluffy. It's kind of a thicker stack. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of digging it. I think I prefer it than the kind of standard crepe. I know my mom's listening to this absolutely devastated, but I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm really enjoying these pancakes at the moment. And she'd put some Greek yogurt on it. She'd put some berries. She'd put like, a, a, you know, a, a berry coolie, you know, that she's kind of reduced, kind of a jam, you know, and some, some um, maple syrup. So, what we're doing here is we're not looking for the best combo. There's going to be better combos. We're looking for the best single kind of topping or mix. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to have lemon and no sugar. Do you know what I mean? You're not just going to have sugar on its own. We're not like that. So let's get into it. Okay. So looking here, right? The top seeds are lemon and sugar, maple syrup, Nutella, and honey for some reason. But whatever, we'll get into that. So they're already going to make it through to round two. So in round one, we got strawberries versus bloobs. Straub v. Bloob. Um, look, strawberries nice. It looks nice. Maybe strawberries and cream. It's a nice little topping, but it's got to be the bloobs. I love a bloob. I love it in the batter. I love it on top. I love it reduced. I even like, and Terry's got them recently, dried bloobs. Dried little bloobs. And it gives it a bit, a bit of a chew, an unexpected chew. Don't rule out the idea of putting the dried fruit in a salad as well. Having a bit of chew. Don't you obviously going for the crunch. You're going for a soft. A bit, a bit of chew, right? So don't rule that out. Blueberries are making it through to round two. Blueberries versus lemon and sugar coming up next. Okay, we got jam versus salmon and cream cheese. Look, I know which way I'm leaning here, right? If someone was presenting me a jam pancake, I'd be like, if you're going for that sweet. Uh, you could do better, you know. You could do better. You could have maybe a load of kind of. I mean, it depends, you know. Actually, do you know what? Fuck, I've totally thrown this out of whack now. The idea of a salmon and cream cheese is appealing to me right now, especially kind of a crepe, kind of folded over. You got the kind of thin layer of cream cheese and that. You got kind of draped salmon. It's la di da. But if it's a real gooey kind of um, jam with the berry still in it, you know, and it's real thick and move, fuck, I don't know what I'm after now. Shit. Ah, look controversial, and you're going to be fucking Notions 11 here, but bloody, uh, I'm going to give it a salmon and cream cheese. Salmon and cream cheese is making it through to the next round. You're competing against Honey in round two. Right, third matchup, bacon versus ice cream. Okay, wild. This is wild. Um, I mean, I, ice cream on a pancake, I think, is insane, right? I think that's, I think that's, I think that's, that's a hat on a hat. I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit too much. 
leave it to the bloody Brits, huh? Leave it to the br- the bloody Brits to literally steal the front of a fucking Greek Colosseum building and put it in the British Museum and to do something as lavish as that as as put a, a, a ice cream on a bloody we are far from bloody ice cream on a pancake that we were reared. It's bacon. And I would go for streaky bacon. I would want a bit of a crunch. Bacon is making it through to round two. Okay, banana versus cheese. Cheese on a pancake, I don't know. I don't fully understand this. Obviously, I don't think it's bad. You know, you can put cheese on anything. You know, but cheese, the cheese and the bacon here, again, you can just put it on that and it should just work. Um, look, it's going to be banana for me because I tell you, I can double up reasons why I like the banana on a pancake from personal experience. I like it kind of sliced and put on top and you're kind of eating it like that. But I also like it mashed in into the batter. It gives an additional sweetness. You don't even need any vanilla extract. You don't need any additional sugar or cinnamon or anything like that. Just some decent banana, even ripe. It's something to do with your ripe bananas. It's going through. Okay, here we go. Here's where it's heating up. Round two. You got lemon and sugar versus the bloob. Wow. Okay, this is very controversial. You've got two titans of pancake. You got the traditional blueberry. It could be there in the batter, or it could be there in some sort of coolie on top. But then you got the lemon and sugar crepe, the classic rolled up, that real sweet. The tang of the lemon and the fucking sugar. You know, eat, you, just, you can eat fucking 20 of these flat little crepe lemon and sugar. I love it so much. Wrapped up and fucking seeping, dripping down your arm, dripping down the sleeve of your uniform. You're sucking on your fucking arm. Give it to fucking lemon and sugar. Blueberry will never make me salivate like that. Get out of here, bloops. All right, honey versus salmon and cream cheese. Neither. I don't want any of them. They're both an abomination. Honey. Ugh. Why would I want that? Fucking smoke taste on your mouth. No thanks. I don't like honey. Don't do that to the bees. Leave the bees alone. Let them keep their home. I don't know how honey's made. Salmon and cream cheese in the next round. Okay. Maple syrup versus bacon. Wow. I'm sure you're thinking, what? Why can't you have both? Both belong on a pancake. This is the first appearance of maple syrup in this tournament. Bacon has already made it through. Listen. I... I think, I'm going to be honest, I think bacon on a pancake is overrated. I think bacon on a pancake is fucking overrated. There, I'll say it. I do not get why you put bacon, put bacon with anything, it enhances it, right? But I don't even know, would sausage not be as good on a pancake? You know, would a fried egg not be as good as a pan- on a pancake? Do you know what I mean? A hash brown? I do not know. It's just this whole bacon craze. It's the whole, you know, epic mealtime mentality of putting bacon on things, you know? Like fried chicken and waffles. You know what I mean? It's just a hat on a hat. It doesn't make sense to me. Maple syrup is a genuine enhancer for that gooey pancake flavor. For that gooey kind of uh, pancake texture. It makes perfect sense. It gives you the level of sweetness. I'm fucking obviously starving here. Do you hear this? Do you hear this? This is this is a podcast brought to you by a fucking, uh, by a fucking Springer Spaniel. Do you hear me salivating here? Um... I'm going to give it a maple syrup. Maple syrup and pancakes go hand in hand, right? It's like bloody um, Tupac and Elton John ghetto gospel. Two things that belong together in whatever time frame they end up in. Whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. Moving on. Nutella versus banana. Okay. Nutella, I'm going to be honest, can eat a dick. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Nutella. I don't get it. I think... I think having a kind of chocolate spread is insane. I think I think that's too much. Having treating a chocolate, I don't care if it's hazelnut, it's mostly hazelnut. I like Nutella as the center part of a Ferrero Rocher because it is the same thing. I don't know if you know that. Um, it's the same company. But I do not get chocolate spread. Chocolate spread reminds me of the kids who would eat chocolate spread and they would chew with their mouth open. You know, <laughs> Choc- chocolate spread, chocolate spread. And I'm like, you saying chocolate bread or chocolate spread? I don't know who you are. Bananas are moving through to the next round. Okay, here we go. The fucking semifinals. Wow, I'm really blowing the fucking lid off this. Right, 
Lemon and sugar versus salmon and cream cheese. It's fucking lemon and sugar. I can't even act like salmon and cream cheese. I think that's just kind of the vibe I was... I wouldn't mind a salmon and cream cheese uh, crepe. But lemon and sugar versus salmon and cream cheese, it's goat versus fucking note. No, as in not now. Um, maple syrup versus banana. This is tough. I could probably eat a traditional pancake. And if I had to choose one topping, I would choose if just a little flat pancake. Tastes like a pancake. What are you going to put on it? I would put maple syrup on top of that over a banana. But banana is an inside and an outside topping. I'm fucking going to give it to banana. I'm going to give it to banana. I'm going to put banana in there. But now we have a very difficult situation where the two leading ladies in my life are competing. My mother's traditional lemon and sugar pancake versus my wife's phenomenal banana pancake that she makes on Saturdays. We have pancakes on Saturdays and we're going to be having it again for this fine Shrove Tuesday. Oh, look, there's room for both in my life. There is room for both in my life. The, le- the lemon and sugar pancake is immediate taste sensation. Welcome to Flavortown population mima, right? But I always eat too many of them. And my and, and they can't be stacked. It's a long, arduous process that starts with me wolfing down a pancake, but my mom just keeps making them, you know. And then by the time the fifth pancake comes around, I'm just too full. What my wife does is she puts all the banana pancakes in a stack and I have it there and it's all there on the plate and they're still warm and I'm just waiting and it's at my own pace that I eat them. So I never walk away from the pancake thinking or having that feeling like it's been too much. They're also quite light. They're quite a light pancake. <sighs> Look, I'm so sorry about this. Ma'am, you know I love you. But I'm going to have uh, Although, I don't know. The single flavor of that much sugar and lemon. Look, I don't know how I'm gonna. I think I think my wife's even in the other room. She might even be listening to this. I think I need to give it to Flavor Town, to the lemon and sugar. And I really, I'm so so sorry, Terry. I am so so sorry for what I did. I need to give lemon and sugar the number one spot of the pancake town, even if I eat too much. That's what it does to me. It forces me to go back for more because it is just so rich in flavor, and I love it. Lemon and sugar. You are the flip, flap, flop, what did I call this thing again? Whatever. You are the winner of the pancake competition. Oh, my God. I was so preoccupied by having so many things to actually do. I've actually just steamrolled through this episode. But sure, why not? No fat on this. Maybe fat on some of you guys, but there ain't no flies on us. Thank you very much for listening to this pod. If you have enjoyed this pod, and if you would like more of this pod, you can get it over on the Patreon. And look, if you're not buying pints at the moment and you still need to spend that money somewhere... For only the equivalent of the price of a pint a month, you can get four extra podcasts that you cannot hear anywhere else, as well as have access to the full back catalogue of all the podcasts over on the Patreon. It's just a fiver, and you can even give it a, give it a whack for a little, hey, why don't you try it for Lent? Why don't you try it for Lent? Try my podcast for Lent. It also gives you access to the Discord server, where me and a couple of hundred people are chatting about you know the podcast. We chat about uh, topics and recommendations for this podcast. Um... There's loads of stuff going on over there. Uh, and you'll also get priority tickets when gigs start happening again and they go on sale. The priority tickets will be given to patrons. That's just, you know, it's only fair to be, you know, supporting this, to be my Medicis and supporting this art. You get access to uh, priority tickets. So patreon.com is the place to find that over there. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. But look, if you can't give, that's no deal. Don't you dare worry about it. You will still get this podcast. And again, I want to thank my fine sponsor for keeping the lights on, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Go to the DLD.com, type in the code SECRET EATER, of which I'm not anymore for the month of 
uh, Lent. Um, and you can get 10% off their fine range of whiskies. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next Tuesday. All the best. Bye-bye. It's only good.